0: The amount you eat is you deciding how long you're going to live. And I'm not saying again to starve yourself, the volume at which you eat is you taking years off your life.
1: I just had the best interview of my life with Kashif Khan about the secrets to reverse aging. Basically the conclusion is you can choose how fast you age based on what you eat and what you breathe. We chatted for over an hour, but here is the 15 minute highlight that you need to know. Now you also asked for a video for carnivore diet for men and for women, and that that's coming out in the next few weeks if you want to check it out make sure that you subscribe so what are the main things that people can do to slow down the aging process
0: well there's different ways What, what do we even think aging is first of all are we talking about outward beauty and how do I stop the wrinkles are we talking about something more comprehensive and sophisticated like what's happening at the cellular level what's important is to start at that root meaning where where are my cells at whether you're a doctor whether you're a trainer whatever you're doing we all agree that inflammation is a root of sort of all of our aging and disease problems we don't ask what causes the inflammation it it ends there there's some inflammatory marker etc so if we understand that what is our cell battling with is it your food is it something that you're breathing is it something that you're stressing is it lack of sleep like it may be different things for different people So it starts there. What is going on at the cellular level, which we really haven't been able to look at until recently, understanding is my cell in this sort of survive state or more of a thrive state, that's where aging is coming from. And if you can pick apart and remove all those survival things that you need to deal with and just focus on the thrive, you really slow aging down, both outwardly and inwardly.
1: So how does that correlate with, because I've heard you say around diet, what we eat and what we breathe is the most important things to fix these problems that are affecting your own genes and your own DNA. So just tackling diet first, because my audience, we love our carnivore diet. What do you think about carnivore to fix problems with genes?
0: Yeah, so I think the reality of today's food, right? If somebody has an autoimmune condition, there's something they can't figure out, whatever, Carnivore is a great place to go, and not necessarily because that diet is best. It's because you're eliminating all the problems that are bad. Yeah. Right. It, it's not that plants are bad. Today's processing that requires that is required to get plants onto our shelves and the way we consume it. That's bad. So beef, for example, is one of the few proper, you know, grass-fed, free-range, like proper beef is one of the few things left. That doesn't have all of those problems.
1: That's why so many people do so well on beef.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Exactly. So uh-huh. now the only consideration there is there's a lot of saturated fat. And if you're if you're very isolated and truly doing that well, then there isn't enough starch and other things to cause you a problem. But even then, we can determine, for example, the APOA2 gene, how well do you metabolize fat? So there's some people that will go into keto or carnivore diet and they'll feel amazing in the first couple of months. Three to six months in, they start to feel a little lethargic, maybe a little bit of brain fog, energy's down. They can't get off the couch in the evening because they don't metabolize fat well. And that burden, again, the day you start, you're getting into this ketosis type state. The ketones are firing. Your brain feels amazing, right? So you're, you're kind of burying or hiding the poor outcome of the pat, bad fat metabolization. But if you start to feel this problem, you may be one of those people that doesn't metabolize fat really well. Here's another thing is people like like myself, South Asian ancestry Mm -hmm. and an insulin response from fat, most of the world doesn't have this problem. All of the data, the medical data that we use to tell us what to do is all based on research on white Western European males, not even women, males and Western European, not even Eastern European, right? So the very isolated block of the world where all the research is done and then that's expected to work for everybody.
1: So you really have to diagnose it based on your own, I guess your own genes, but let's just say that you don't want to go uh, do gene testing. Like, is that like, do we have to do gene testing to understand what our problems are?
0: Well, there's two ways to go about it. You can trial and error, which is like, I'm going to try things. And when it feels good, I know this works for me. And you may hit the right thing at the right time and feel good right away, or may struggle for a few years and, you know, have to, to juggle and Or if you do get your genes tested, you have the instruction manual on day one for for every consideration. It's not just diet, it's also disease, it's also aging, it's also hormones, it's also brain unraveling. How does my brain work? And why do I have friction with that person and this relationship doesn't work and I'm really good at this job or whatever it may be. So it's just that, imagine buying a microwave and seeing a microwave for the first time in your life with all the pad and and just trying to see what button might do something versus read the instruction manual and you know, immediately here's how you go. Right. So, um, yeah, so back to the carnivore thing. Yeah. I do agree and believe that given everything else that's happening in the world, and the level of, um, what you were saying, how things enter our body, the body is very intelligently designed. There's a detox system called the glutathione pathway. So glutathione is this chemical that binds all toxins, sends them to your liver to metabolize it, a signal that's, that, that says why those things are happening. Like, get it, let's get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. Let's clear the blood. And it's built in this unique way where you have this first line of defense at the lungs and also in the gut. So our bodies already know that this is where things enter right? I'm going to breathe things, so I need a filter, and I'm going to eat things, so I need a filter. Then there's a second line of defense in the blood. So picture these traffic cops floating around in the blood and looking for nonsense to get rid of, looking for the heavy metals, mold, pesticides, things that aren't supposed to be in the blood which cause inflammation, the root cause of aging disease, right? So mm-hmm. let's get rid of it. So we do these jobs at different levels, and the gut particularly, uh, according to our data, 49% of people don't even have this gene completely missing. Really? Yeah. So it's not even how well do I do this job or not do this job. Like people aren't even doing the job.
1: Right.
0: 46% of people only have 50% of the instruction. They got it from mom or dad, not from both. So why is it that this one particular gene has such a big gaping red hole that nobody has it even? Forget about how well are we doing it. Because food wasn't a threat until recently, mm-hmm. we didn't need it. Food was a source of nutrition, not entertainment, right? It wasn't about how good it tasted. It was about what am I deriving from it? There wasn't enough to be that picky about, no, I want this flavor today. And I want sushi for dinner and Thai food for lunch, one my Uber eats. Right. Yeah, like yeah. You're going to, God, then you're going to probably eat the same thing for two weeks. Cause that's what grandma cooked. Yeah. So, uh, that's what food was. And the sources were clean and pure and they weren't processed and they weren't laced in chemicals and they weren't processed on machines with heavy metals, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which is why we didn't need a gut detox system. Now here's a really funny thing. The 5% of people, so 49% of people, zero copies, 46% of people, uh, one copy. They're kind of half doing this job right, right. 5% 5% of the people, according to our data, have both copies from mom and dad. So they do this job really well. Now the challenge is those people are ending up with autoimmune conditions because the doing the job well was in the context of ancestral food.
1: Now, if you want to chat to Kashif directly, he's going to be a special guest speaker on the 5-Minute Body Club, along with a panel of carnival experts, where you can ask all of your questions. There is a special link in the description where you can get 35% off all classes, including the 60-Day Fat Loss Program. I'll see you there.
0: But now the reality of today's food and how toxic it is, they do this job so well that their body overdoes the job and it causes the autoimmune response. Right. Because there's so much to deal with every meal is a threat. Every meal is a problem, right? Something as simple, you know, as a, a bag of organic quinoa cookies sounds great. It's organic, all the right ingredients, et cetera. But the ingredients don't tell you what heavy metal it was processed on, what cleaning chemicals that machine was sprayed with, yeah. what's in the inside of the packaging, Yeah, the plastic chemicals. You're eating all of that.
1: And that's why even on carnival or even on these like diets, like even keto, one person can have an effect on say chicken, but it can be good for somebody, but terrible for, for somebody else because no yeah. one person reacts the same because we have a different set of genes coded in us from the time that we're born. And yeah. does, that, does that get damaged from our life and like from growing older and all the toxins and stuff? And can we then reverse the damage to the genes?
0: So the genes don't change, meaning that, Here's the version of it, the gene you have. You have that. The actual structure, the physical structure gets so damaged. It's kind
1: of like a winding, like I've seen, it, it's like a winding yes. thing, right? Right, And then yeah, picture, do you yeah. have telomeres on on there as well?
0: Yeah, so that the telomere right. is like a bumper on the end of the DNA, mm-hmm. which protects it from damage. And it's a predictor of biological age. So if I know how dense my telomeres are, I know that I may be biologically 40 or chronologically 40, but internally 50, because I've caused myself so much DNA damage and I've accelerated that, right? So it's a good measure of that. Um, so that's what DNA damage is. It's not the actual code, but the physical structure gets damaged. That's why we get white hair and saggy skin, because the outward appearance is based on the structure of the cell itself, right? So then using chicken as an example, you had this variability in outcome, Five different people had chicken and five different outcomes. So, again, chicken is not chicken is not chicken. Where did you get your chicken from? Today's industrialized chicken is one of the most potent killers that we have in our food system. The way it's been made and processed to what it should be, it's full of what's called a linoleic acid, omega-6.
1: I've heard that, yeah. Because the chickens are fed soy and corn.
0: Yeah, it's disgusting. It's truly poison. Now... One of those five people might be getting pasture organic chicken from a Mennonite farm somewhere, which is great, right? And they're not gonna have a problem. And then the other person on the other extreme is going to the supermarket and buying it from a styrofoam tray that came from some industrial farm that's you know wrapped in plastic, et cetera, et cetera, with a bad detox system. They're like, chicken is horrible. Yeah. You're not eating the same thing to begin with. Look at an egg, you could buy an egg go to something like a Starbucks and somewhere and buy an egg, and it's going to have a pale yellow yolk. It's going to be a little smaller, right? And then go to your farmer's market and buy fresh proper, and you crack it open It's a dark orange yolk. That's rich, full of flavor, right? That the nutrient value of these two things is not the same. They're, they're not the same product. You can't compare apples to apples. One is toxic poison that came from an animal that was fed garbage. And the end product of that egg has no nutrition, very little, versus a, an animal that ate bugs and grass and, you know, produces deep orange-yellow yolk because that's the nutrition value. You can see it just by looking at it. These are not the same thing you can't compare.
1: I know what my audience is thinking. They're going to think, well, I can't afford to get all these pasture-raised organic. And... but. My big picture is do the best that you can do. If you can't yeah. afford the most expensive eggs or chicken, it's better than eating like sugars or processed grains or like something that is so toxic and so bad for you. But just so that my audience is thinking, well, I can't yeah. afford all this stuff. What can I eat? What can I do to to help with my aging, help with my healing?
0: Yeah. And I think the big picture answer there is you're assuming that you need the same volume of food of the garbage that you're eating. When you have nutrient-dense food, Mm -hmm. a proper egg and a proper chicken, you can cut your meal in half. And you'll get the same level of satiety and the same level of nutrition. Or actually probably even a better level. Your body isn't striving or looking for volume. It doesn't care what the volume is. It cares what nutrients it got. You need energy from calories. You need minerals. You need vitamins. right? You need all these things that fire off all these systems that work in your body. So if you eat, you know, again, a a dead egg that has a pale yellow yolk, that has very little nutrition and you eat five of those or eat one proper, healthy one, it's actually going to end up being cheaper. This is what people find over time. They eat less, they're more satisfied. They feel better and we in general eat too much anyway. (laughs) You know, yeah. the,
1: the, the, yeah. <laughs> That's our society. Yeah. Eating just loads and loads and loads. Because as you said, eating is a form of entertainment these days. It's not a form of getting yeah. your nutrients. And this is the problem. This is the problem.
0: Oh, for sure it's a huge problem. I yesterday dealing with my thirteen year old kid, it's like I'm sitting there, we we're in an airport and there were the only thing available was pizza. And I said, I'm not eating this, not because I don't like pizza, because I don't like that pizza. It's like white bread, garbage. You know, I, I, there's no point. I'd rather just fast and yes. be hungry, right? And, I, okay, the fasting is beneficial to me. I'm going to go through a detox process. I'm going to get into autophagy. I'm going to have growth hormone. Again, my testosterone level is going to go up. I actually benefit from the fasting. It's a different form of improved, you know, co- so I'm going to create a nutrient value from your body other than an actual nutrient, right? I then said, you know what? There's a shop there that has these eggs. So I literally bought a couple of eggs, He's like, what are you doing? We're in the airport. I said, I don't care. Why do I I have to eat what you think I have to eat, right? And he's like, yeah, but like, why? how do you enjoy that? I said, I'm not eating it for the pleasure. That's what you don't get. When I'm at home and I can control what what I'm doing and I have the right stuff around me, yeah, I'll get some pleasure out of it. But I don't want to reduce my age and timeline by eating the thing just for pleasure, which I know is poison.
1: It reverses aging as well, right? Going hungry... Uh, yeah, a little sure. bit, like I'm not saying starvation, having a little bit of hunger or not being so full all the time actually slows down the aging process.
0: The, yeah, the single largest burden to our body is eating, meaning that out of all the processes and jobs that our body does, eating and converting food into energy in that whole process is the most, you know, sort of burdensome to ourselves. That's actually what ages you the most out of all the jobs that our body does. So it's truly the amount you eat is you deciding how long you're going to live. And I'm not saying, again, to starve yourself, but the the volume at what you eat is you taking years off your life.
1: Now, the other thing that you mentioned is the environmental toxins. So what we eat, we discussed. What you breathe. Yeah. Can you talk more yeah. about that?
0: So again... We are wired to protect ourselves and our systems from environmental toxins, but today's reality is not what we're wired for. We're wired to do the job, but not for this heavy load. It's like, yeah, I can bench press. What if I go put a thousand pounds on the bench press? Can you lift it? And that's what's happening to us environmentally today. Yes, we have detox systems, but our DNA is 200,000 years old. Our DNA and what we are wired for is of people of 200,000 years ago versus the current reality of industrialization, which is, you know, today's reality is maybe 50 years old at the most. Industrialization is a couple hundred years old. Um, you know, farming and agriculture only started 10,000 years ago. So if you think about even who we are, we think of our ancestry as, looking back at grandma great grandpa oh i come from india i come from bangladesh whatever you got to think way 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 before that and this is so important because today's environmental toxin load the pesticides that make my grass so beautiful the dy- dry cleaning that takes care of my clothes the cleaning chemicals on this desk that i'm sitting on the dish soap on my dish the foaming hand soap that i've used you know all of that stuff didn't exist The load is so heavy. So, even if you have the best genetic detox system, yes, you're doing better than most. Uh, You still have to worry. If you have the worst genetic detox system, which we're finding a lot of people do, this becomes your focus. This becomes not a maybe. This becomes religious for you. Every consideration, where am I? What do I do? What supplements do I take? How do I support that glutathione pathway? Because you're going to have these flea-throwing toxins in your blood that are causing inflammation. Now, let me give you an example of how that turns into disease. Mm -hmm. Your cardiovascular disease, the biggest killer. It's the number one killer. I think something like 18 million people died of cardiovascular disease last year. 50% of Americans are expected to have a cardiovascular disease. And guess what? For women, it's a much worse problem. 66% of women are expected to die on their first cardiovascular event. With zero previous warning sign or symptom. They didn't even know they were sick. Wow. And why is it so much worse for women? Because of that estrogen toxicity, which we can talk about. Um, so now cardiovascular disease. Why is it such a big problem? Why are we why do we have such bad hearts? Were we not designed properly? No, the the heart is usually fine. This disease usually happens in the artery. So calcification, uh, plaque buildup, cholesterol, that all happens in the arteries and eventually gets so bad that the blood starts going to the heart stops with the heart and you get a heart attack, right? So it's not just, I have this, this is me. It's not an identity thing. You caused it probably unknowingly. It wasn't your fault. You didn't know the things you were doing to cause it. If you had the bad detox system we're talking about and you have exposure to the wrong toxins, then they're now in your bloodstream causing inflammatory havoc. Some people genetically have a not so good quality artery wall. We can actually determine the quality of your hardware. So if you have, the inner lining is called the endothelium. Yes. So that endothelium, different levels of quality, stainless steel all the way down to paper thin. So if you have the paper thin, which you're much more likely to have than stainless steel, by the way, and you have these toxins and you don't detoxify them properly, well, that's what's going to cause the inflammation. But why then heart disease? Because the body's response to inflammation in the endothelium, in your blood vessels, is to use cholesterol mm-hmm. as a hormone to reduce the inflammation. That's the, the response. Truly, cholesterol is actually beneficiary, beneficial in that way. It actually reduces inflammation. When the cholesterol meets the toxicity, it oxidizes and it hardens and it deposits and it starts to build up. And that's the beginnings of what we then later call. Cholesterolemia. Well, this is why anyone listening is probably starting to realize wait a second, disease is optional? Like, disease is a choice? Yeah. You weren't born with cholesterolemia. You, you weren't born with breast cancer. You weren't born with Alzheimer's. Why does all this stuff happen usually in the Western world, call it around 55 is the average time when someone gets their first chronic disease. Usually by 65, they have two. So why didn't it happen when you were 15? So there there's two reasons. What well, there's actually three reasons. One is because your body's resilient. It it fights this stuff constantly. But how long can it keep fighting? There's this battle going on of toxins body fight. toxin. and that gap keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller until eventually the toxins win. And it takes 50 55 years. Second thing is your hormone levels drop. So your body isn't as resilient And all of a sudden, that tipping point you were at crosses. Third thing is your mitochondria deplete. So the actual cells, by the time you're 70 years old, you've lost 70% of your mitochondria. So yeah, so of all the cells in your body, the thing that makes them resilient and strong is gone, like depleted, 70%. That's why at that age, it's so much easier to get sick. So there's three things... To look at, here's the three problems and why you get diseases that the body will fight, it's resilient. You did not have these diseases until you cross that threshold of toxin versus my body's ability to fight the inflammation. So why is it optional? Because you can decide what toxins you're exposed to and what level of inflammation you suffer. You can decide what you eat and what level of inflammation you suffer. You can also support the mitochondria. If you know that your mitochondria is going to be depleting and when you get to that age, don't deplete it. How do you support it? Your body responds to the stress that you put on it. So if you go to the gym and lift heavy things, your body's like, oh, too early to age. I need to stay young and youthful. I'm going to maintain my mitochondria. I'm going to maintain high testosterone levels. If you sit on a couch and watch TV, your body's like, okay, I'm done. No need to fight, right? We're done. We're going into retirement. So signal to your body, what you wanted to do, go push heavy things, go run, you know, go like, so treat your body, the age that you want to be. When I started this journey five years ago, when I was super sick, I had every problem you could think of, which I don't have any of them now. And I first learned about functional biology and genetics and how you can actually heal yourself. I was 38 years old and my biological age was 43. So now fast forward. I actually am 43 years old right now Mm -hmm. and I'm biologically now 33.